Warning, warning. Two idiots will become a god in 66 seconds. Please cover your ears and await apotheosis. Hello, welcome back. We're on the starship at Tanhany Towers, en route to Venus. How are you doing, Donnell? I am feeling just fine today. Smile. Just fine? Um, not fantastic? Not fantastic. Things in my life have been... I'm not going to get into the details, but let's just say I'm like exhausted all the time. Um, working on getting not exhausted all the time, but it's it's been tough. I'll, I won't lie, but you know what? I'm here with one of my best buddies. You know, we got a podcast to record. We have some great fiction to read. I'm sure you've only picked the finest articles, and we won't read anything like that light novel again. Surely, there's one of a kind. We, we, we won't have Joe again, unfortunately. Now, I will say, readers, I'm not even going to try to recreate the bit, but just know that, once again, our best bits always happen off recording. Like, we just had a whole thing. You, you wouldn't even get it. I can't, I, I can't even go into it. It'll make me sad. It culminated it so good, in though. alternate universe edgy Pokemon <laughs> anime continuation. Where it transitioned to, like, a Christian thing, where Pikachu was being crucified, to, a, like, a fucking bad future act as the CEO of Silphcore. He betrayed Pikachu ten years ago. <laughs> I need it in my veins. <laughs> my wife is like old boy. Pikachu gets out of like prison. <laughs> Shocking, he, Pikachu. Like, he, he stumbles out with the Times New Square. He looks up ashes of one monitors. It's like a big yeah. shot. He's yeah, like, and he's with his new best Pokemon friend, Raichu. Charizard. Right, <laughs> I thought you said you didn't want me to evolve. Sorry, but he's the upgrade. <laughs> That's before I understand what his strength. <laughs> Your stats just aren't up to snuff, Pikachu. It's like Yakuza. Yeah. <laughs> Raichu, so member of the Ketchum clan, subsidiary yeah. of Silphco. It's got a massive tattoo on its yeah. back of Ash. He's got a tattoo on the back of another Raichu. <laughs> Fuck. Do you think you're the only one with a mouse on your back? He, he, burned, he burned down Pikachu's village. That's how Oak caught him. I read your Pokedex entry lately, Pikachu. The electric mouse, huh? Well, you always smell more like a rat to me. Oh! <laughs> Can we write this? I feel like this has to be a fan fiction. I need this in my veins. <laughs> and then when Pikachu like, defeats Raichu, kicks him like, through, into the boardroom where Ash is saying, Ash gets him, like, never trust a Pokemon to do a trainer's job and like, turn his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he just fights in Power World style. Yeah. I'm beating the shit out of Pikachu. Ever since we parted ways, I spent, I, met, I took pains to learn the moves that you'd shown me. <laughs> I t- injected rubber underneath the epidermis to hamper your attack. Pikachu's like, Go ahead. impossible. He's adapted Iron Tail to use of his hands. <laughs> so this is human innovation, huh? <laughs> just, just Pikachu bouncing around the room with Iron Tail like, I need to broaden the interpretation. What is a tail? No, I mean the Ash, like, used it. But he doesn't oh. have a tail, so he used his hand. Yeah, he says Iron He says iron Tail, and he, like, puts brass knuckles on yeah. it. <laughs> it just, like, the air pressure destroys the fucking room. Shouldn't it be Metal Claw? Ah, <laughs> uh, this punch has me feeling like a million bucks. <laughs> They keep trying to make me use these master balls they've been developing, <laughs> but I prefer to subdue a Pokemon with my hands. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> I don't even know where we go from here. <laughs> when Charizard tried to rebel against me, it gave me the greatest pleasure to snuff out that flame. <laughs> Pikachu just escapes Psyduck. <laughs> I'm Psyduck like slave. the new chief of security. Psyduck. <laughs> He's like wearing a fucking suit with yeah. a gold watch. He's like fucking oh arcade eyes with him. He's like god dogs. No. Um, what were we doing again? I SCQ we something? I, I started a bit about us being a spaceship. We immediately abandoned it. <laughs> you said something about. Sp- I didn't even hear the spaceship. Bit. We're on a, the Starship Tanner Towers on route oh. to Venus. Wow, have you been watching Star Trek lately? Um, I have actually, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I think, I have a theory, right? Okay. Um, and maybe it's just, you know, I know there's a different theory that's like, once something's in your consciousness, you see it everywhere. But like, I think media comes in waves, right? Because a few weeks back, all my coworkers right, were MCU, reminiscing yeah, about phases. Star Trek, 
And then and then I started seeing it more online, and now it feels like everybody's watching Star Trek right now again. And it's just like, hmm, thinking emoji. This is all happening for a reason, Nuzlocke face. Oh my god, <laughs> did you ever actually read the Nuzlocke comics? No. Please do, they're so good. They're called that uh, because there's like... Um, uh, this guy, his C dot dies or something, and then it's like a picture of C dot looking like John Locke from Lost. He says, "I believe everything happens for a reason." <laughs> it's so funny. Let me see if I have it on hand. Oh uh, man, I do not. Anyway, uh, how many articles for today? Uh, we have four, but we're not going to read all four. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, we're not probably not even going to finish one. Okay, we're probably going to finish. I'll, I'll be very surprised if we don't finish one. These are not long articles. <laughs> Alright, is there a running theme for today? There are. These are all part of the uh, the same canon as we read last week, the sort of space opera one, Ad Astra Per Aspera. <sighs> Ad Astra. How about subtract Astra? What? So Sorry. to begin, here is Soul <laughs> N by Nat Voltaic. By who? Nat Voltaic. Nat Voltaic. And what's this one called? This one is called Soul N. Soul N. Yeah. Alright, let's do it. Like, you know, the Pokemon character? Yeah. <laughs> Solen. How does he play into the AU? No, we can't. Keep going. <laughs> I did mention that I like the idea of Butterfree Quirin back in his eye patch to show that he's like been through it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like sometimes you trust someone with your heart and they rip it out. <laughs> I had a family until Ash came back. He said he needed my power. <laughs> <laughs> he squeezed them dry for their sleep he's powder. Like, I see. So you won't come back to my team because of this family. Then I'll simply get rid of the issue. <laughs> ripping their wings yeah. off hmm. a butterfly that cannot fly is nothing but a mere caterpie oh my god <laughs> that's so <laughs> we're calling this episode evil pokemon au pokemon 2 pokemon <laughs> this is not <laughs> au this is the official sequel <laughs> that's why they had to get the new protagonist to set this up just give it a couple seasons <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking Dio. You showed Ash like his face hidden, like we don't yeah. know what he looks like. Charizard burns down a village. Hmm. <laughs> someone didn't pay yeah, their like, dues. He's like, like, do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> don't hate me. Hold hate on the to game. that hatred. Use it to tr- imbue it into your Pokemon until their claws can reach my throat. I'm pretty sure that was like the Gen Four rivals' whole philosophy. <laughs> you remember that guy? Which one was he? Oh, man. Uh, he was the one who was, like, he beat his fucking uh, Infernape. He's like, my Pokemon, I don't love them. They are, they are tools of war, and I train them as such. <laughs> and then he, like, beat a- Ash's ass a couple times. I don't remember. I don't, I don't, I don't watch the anime, to be honest, that much. Maybe I made that up in my head. I, I So for me, my experience with the Pokemon anime is I used to watch a lot of the VHS tapes in, like, the original growing up. But yeah, I exactly. never like really saw the whole thing in order, and then like the rest was just whatever no shows one did. I could catch at school. Lies. So like I saw some episodes of Diamond Pearl, I saw some Advanced Battle, but like I didn't really follow it closely. I learned um, about non-linear storytelling from the Pokemon anime. True, because every now and then Brock would be replaced by that fucker Tracy. Yeah, that that was fucked. I always liked the Orange Islands though because they weren't in the game, so I thought like I would see like a secret zone. <laughs> I liked the Orange Islands as well. Um, a fun fact, when I started wearing my headbands, I, I, my immediate thought was, wow, I look like Tracy from Pokemon, <laughs> the Orange Islands. Anyway, we were reading at Astra and Why was Brock not allowed in the Orange Islands? Did you, like, do a crime? Uh, um, like- <laughs> sexual harassment, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they banned him from the they country. history. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Anyway, fuck. let's get into it. <laughs> Item number SCP-4863. Object class safe. Special containment procedures. Foundation, foundation assets are to operate within global space agencies to prevent the development of manned missions into heliocentric orbits lower than that of Mercury. Description. The SCP is a perceptual phenomenon experienced by human subjects in a 0.31 AU. What's an AU, Donald? Oh, I'm sorry. That's a footnote. Please, please don't. Uh, astronomical units. 1 AU is approximate to the distance between the Earth and the Sun. Nice. Radius of the Sun. No forms of recording equipment, typical or paratechnological in nature, have been capable of observing the anomaly. Subjects describe it to be a second sun, following a heliocentric trajectory at an unclear distance from the solar system. 
completing an orbit once every 24 hours. This anomaly occupies an amount of space in the sky comparable to that of the sun when viewed from the Earth's surface. Despite the aforementioned observational issues, subjects still perceive equivalent nervousity as recording data on an anomaly. According to it, the SCP possesses the spectra of an A-type white star, with luminosity comparable to that of normal solar radiation. Details on distance are only described as farther than us. No other information can be discerned. Subjects state that the data is too bright to see. Turn the brightness down. <laughs> Upon exiting the 0.31 AU radiance, all perceptual phenomena cease. I have a question to ask you that could make or break our friendship. So you've played you've played video games. I'm Sometimes. aware of that much. So you see, like in, in horror games or like in some action games like Dark Souls and shit, there'll be a thing and it's like adjust the brightness till you can barely yeah, see yeah, this. Yeah. Do you do you follow that or do you just make it bright? Wherever is the default, I trust it. <laughs> you know what? That's respectable. I I, I respect that because that's I just trust the, game the craftsmanship of the the maker. I, I always turn it till I can barely see it, but I know some people crank the brightness like they, up. They and... say that's what I'm saying. Um, it, it, it's okay if you you can adjust it however you like. I put a, like a soft hand on theirs and like, hey, you made it right. It's going to be perfect already. <laughs> <laughs> Together we'll usher in the new world. Hey, what if you made it? I'm sure it's bright enough. Damn, that's that's sweet of you. That's actually wholesome. You're a good man. <laughs> Thank you. I go to the offices to tell them that whenever I get a new game, and it's chance that. <laughs> yeah, I see that. I'm like, oh, I start googling where the offices. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, when were these written? Because this date I'm seeing is like going to happen soon. Um, let's have a look. On twelve oh six, twenty twenty four. This was. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> The Foundation Extrasolar Activities Division conducted an experiment using a ship recently outfitted with a line distortion drive. An experimental mechanism used to accelerate vessels to faster than light speeds. Designs derived from redacted by division orders. This ship, the semi-autonomous semi-autonomous I said it right semi-autonomous semi-autonomous exploration vessel Messier 002 was positioned within the radar required to view the SCP and was aimed at an angle towards the anomaly's direction. The ship then accelerated to superliminal velocities and exited the solar system. The drive was disengaged after two hours of superliminal transit. The crew of the ship reported themselves to be in orbit around a massive stellar object, hereafter designated as Dash A. Dash A is a slightly pedrant A-type white star with a radius of 1,436 uh, solar radii, defined by the radius of the sun. For comparison, 4863-A is close to the size of Saturn's total orbit, 1,940 to 2,169 Rho, or 9.195 to 9.957 AU. You know what? Yeah. This is good. I've talked before, very early on the podcast, about how I hate when there's, like, bullshit fictional measurements with no comprehensive thing, but this... They have it. It's the radius of the sun. It's the distance between the sun and the earth. It's a relevant thing. It feels good. It feels like it conveys the tone of being clinical in a way that adds to the story, right? And yeah, is comp- yeah, yeah. Comp- like comprehensible. This is good writing. I like it. Thank you. I didn't write it, though. You didn't fucking write it. <laughs> I was glad. I was snap your bones. My, you snipped my bones? Yeah, snap your bones. Bro, Nad Voltaic wrote this. How dare you? Sorry, but um, you shouldn't have made contact with my bones. Now they've become infecting you. <laughs> why Why is every conversation we have like a stand battle? <laughs> it's, it's just like those two kids on the playground. From an orbital perspective around the object, the solar system is seen to be in its own orbit around the star, located at a distance of, what, 14.5 Li light years? Uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> that was too go. short. And completing a full rotation about its axis once every 24 hours. The time to complete a full orbit is estimated to be on the order of millions of years. No perceptual phenomena are known to affect the object. How Dash exists is unclear. The star is among the largest known stars and is vastly larger than any A-type star discovered to date. How it is capable of maintaining stability despite its structure being unsuited for such an existence is not explained by any developed models of stellar evolution, presuming the star developed through a natural or semi-natural process. The nature of the spatiotemporal mechanisms connecting it to the solar system is equally uncertain. Through a thorough an- a- a- astronomical study of the space surrounding Dash A, the anomaly is believed to be outside the bounds of the observable universe. As seen from Earth. The density of stars, galaxies, and larger cosmic structures is substantially lower and more diffuse, with little to no formation of superclusters or voids. Readings for anomalous particle emissions, tachyons, uh, triwaves, etc., 
are lesser in magnitude as well. Until further studies can conclude it, it is presumed that Dash A is the single largest object in this region of the universe. God Asi- damn. Yeah. Aside from the solar system, no other objects would orbit around the star. Addendum 2. Researchers studying the SP-A's surface behaviour at a distance of six light years sent an alert to division outposts, reporting rapid emergence of anomalous phenomena. The phenomenon was reported as visual in nature, witnessed when facing away from the star and is holding extremely high luminosity. Measurements identified it to a type B blue-white star. On further elaboration, the phenomenon was said to be a third sun. Maybe I'm stupid, but what's the implication here? Um, I don't know. There's too many suns. <laughs> Yeah, so first it already implies there was a second sun that's been normalized. But also, like, it was cool, you know, it was clinical, but, like, I'm sure this is a setup for something, especially because it references another article, but, like, on its own, it's just kind of, like, a, a thing that happened, which isn't bad. That adds world-building to a canon. I I maybe wouldn't have made it an SCP number. I don't know, or maybe I would. It, it's weird because I have, I have this thing, right? Okay. Where I want stories to have a narrative. I want them to stand on their own. But... A big draw of SCP is also the little bits of world building like this. So does it really deserve not to be its own article just because it doesn't have like this inner narrative and like a bunch of addendum logs? Like I do kind of like it for what it is, um, but I don't want to give it an unfair positive rating compared to other stories I've knocked for that. I, I think I think the main thing here is this adds a lot to the setting, right? It right. introduces a lot of measurements. It gives us an idea for the scale and how the foundation sort of exploring the stars. Um, it gives us uh, a reference that can be easily used by other articles. Oh, shit's pouring out of this thing that's anomalous for like plenty of like free material. Um, I I I want to give this a decent rating. I think I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten, just flat. What do you think? Um, well, it's up to you. You were born free. I'd probably agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's my rating no matter what. I just meant I wanted to hear your rating as well. Oh, well, I would also say around ten out of ten, nine out of ten. Sweet. All right, that did upvote it successfully. Uh, what do you got next for us, buddy? <clears throat> Let me get it for you. So next we have SCP-4313, Stormy Seas in the Milky Way by, again, uh, Nat Voltaic. Nice. Um, was Nat Voltaic, like, the head of this uh, No, they made the cannon, yeah. Nice. <coughs> 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 <laughs> we're just those guys we're those like middle-aged not, not middle-aged but like 20s white guys that make star wars jokes <laughs> mm. yeah that's what we are yeah i don't even like star wars though listen to your voice that's not the voice <laughs> of a stranger <laughs> what does that mean where's the voice of your friend <laughs> he raised you, you know. He actually didn't. I didn't watch Star Wars till I was eighteen. Really? He was he was and an absent you, father. But yeah, but when you got to Yoda scene, you like sat up in your chair and was like, I know that face. I was like, Dad? <laughs> you didn't know why, but it's like you started crying, you don't know why. I was like, shit, this is why I'm so short. I was like, Who is this man? Why do I know him? <laughs> Papa I was like, you have like flashback of being put into a pod like Superman by Yoda. Bye bye! Escape this if you must! <laughs> Don't let them know! Dead bugs, let them bite you not! <laughs> four, 4313, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, object class Euclid. Special containment procedures. Six monitoring probes, each equipped with exo illuminator equipment. Don't laugh, it's serious. Mmm, devices that generate electric currents, interacting with ectoplasm, and causing it to produce visible wavelength light. Now, I want you to tell me what that just said, because you were definitely concentrating on deep demon. I said that it was devices that generate electric currents, interacting with ectoplasm, and causing it to produce visible wavelength light. You just read it again. (laughs) It doesn't count. No, I didn't. I fucking took it in. Why do you think I'm unable to do a voice and all? also read. Is, is that a flaw of yours? No. Do you think I don't uh, remember anything from Aetheral Space? Um, starts eating you. Yeah, that's what I freaking thought! You can't talk, Why don't you, you can't talk, because I ate your mouth. Ow. It's just like, it doesn't tell you about it, just, your mouth is just gone. <laughs> Our orbits that pass by several known edges of SCP-4313. Frost doesn't provide any course corrections necessary after ectoplasm collisions. All probe controls be remotely. 
No Foundation personnel are permitted to approach or enter the anomaly. In cooperation with NASA, and fucking knew it. Cover-ups regarding <laughs> the phenomena surrounding the Pioneer 11 space probe have been disseminated. Details on Pioneer 11's acceleration changes were altered to appropriately match the anomalous ones experienced by Pioneer 10 due to radiation pressure. The overhead Zeta monitoring probe is, def- is following a parallel trajectory to Dash Z through interstellar space, dispatched to observe projectile bursts from the anomaly. Foundation cover-up protocols are in place to attribute related high-energy particle bursts to other astronomical phenomena. As Dash Z's behaviour does not impact the solar system, no further containment for it is necessary. <laughs> what was that? That was so sad. <laughs> you changed halfway through. <laughs> I was distraught. <laughs> You were like, it does not impact the solar system. No further containment for it. I was distraught. Don't make fun of it. I was sad. (laughs) (laughs) I was reliving. Damn. That's description time. It is. It's that time again. SCP-4313 is the remnants... Ah, the remnants. Sorry, it is the remnants. That's right, actually. Of an extraterrestrial gigafauna. Orbiting 20 to 25 astronomical units AU. We know what that means. Uh, Between the orbits of Uranus and Neptune. Wow. From the sun. The body is entirely translucent, preventing accurate research into its anatomy. Approximate measurements for probe intersections estimated to be between 1 to 2 AU wide. Only the Jedi Council like discussing this. <laughs> mm, what do we do about the extraterrestrial send- gigafire? We must send the clones to take it back. Do, do you think Yoda could beat Kaiser from Aetheral Space with the Force? Um... <laughs> Probably. The entire Jedi Council versus Kaiser. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> nice. Well, it depends how quickly they could kill him. Yeah, that's true. What if he adapted the lightsabers? Then they're fucked. That's a crushing... <laughs> he adapts, like a, he adapts to the Force by becoming a Sith. I see. So this is the energy that surrounds all matter. I can use this. Midichlorian generation. <laughs> Those organs, it's making too many midichlorians. <laughs> he becomes a Force being. <laughs> God, you need to make a character in Aetheral Space whose, like, entire power is, like, based on, like, a fictional power from a movie or something. He's <laughs> just, like, he became his own, an Only XP one. of another you character. You must eliminate it now. It will become God in 66 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I just love, like, someone turns you, like, they've got no more information than you. Someone, they somehow know it's going to turn into God, and they know exactly how long it's going to take. <laughs> Ah, my Jedi technique. I haven't used Just this imagine since the hair Imagine you're like, walking through an alley and like someone tries to mug us and we're like trying to fight it off and I'm like, I turn to you and go, we have to stop him down alley. He's going to turn to God in 66 seconds. <laughs> On it. We won't let him adapt any further. And then I, I let out like, like, like Those organs, you need to get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> New game. First person to breathe. <laughs> he's like a villain. He's like, mm, I thought this would be an easy mugging. Which I love the idea of like, I rob first? <laughs> yeah, getting mugged by just some random dude on the street. It like, becomes like a power battle. Yeah. <laughs> you, but I already took your wallet. Even without my wallet, I'm still Anthony. Anthony, <laughs> uh, you, you were reading after Anatomy, uh, I yes. believe. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the and body com- is entirely translucent, yeah, preventing accuracy into its anatomy, and is composed of clouds of ectoplasm, which collide with any objects or spacecraft passing through them. Mm. In addition to the ectoplasm, the SCP contains high concentrations of non-corporeal metaphysical detritus, visually seen by observers within the anomaly's borders as luminescent cyan viscera. Detritus, mm. detritus that collides with any sapient subject merges into their body and subsequently disintegrates. This process results in the subject being implanted with variable emotional memories and sensations, believed to have originated from the SCP prior to its death. Recorded memories have included limb severance, the sense of being pursued, panic, repeated <laughs> I love the sense of being pursued. That sounds like a fucking killing intent ass term. <laughs> I have the sense of being pursued. How many eyes are upon me right now? <laughs> Just darting around. <laughs> Like I had to it was like, you can come out now. You're an amateur at concealing your presence. <laughs> Just fucking row into reality. Uh, I thought I sensed being pursued. <laughs> now, shall I give you limb severance? <laughs> Time for my ability, repeated impalement. <laughs> an inability to speak, plummeting from an extreme height, disorientation, loss of mental concentration, exosinguration, and silence. 
So if I'm if I'm just because we've been goofing a lot, if I understand, basically these satellites make people feel these things, right? No, there's a giant corpse of a ghost. Okay, and when it collides with stuff, it makes them feel that. Uh, yeah, gotcha. This is often accompanied by reported imagery of abstract shapes in impossible colors, like dark red. Confusion resulting from subjects. <laughs> it can't exist. Don't even try to convince me dark red exists, asshole. It's red and there's crimson. There's no such thing as dark <laughs> red. Me. I'm going insane. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the I, I love the idea of like Lovecraftian incomprehensible horror, but it's like perfectly comprehensible things. Stop! <laughs> oh my God, look at you. <laughs> no. SpongeBob. If we read this from the book, it'll summon the ugly barnacle. Confusion resulting from subjects temporarily believing that they are extraterrestrial gigafauna is common. Larger metaphysical constructs exist in the form of 10 Y instances. To observers inside the SCP, these are viewed as elongated red cylinders, possessing a sharpened tip at one end and engines of an indeterminate nature on the other. The instances extend through the width of the SCP in regular patterns, potentially in areas where organ structures used to exist. Subjects that pass through Dash Wyatt's claim that no need for further chase exists. Can you read the discovery? Yeah. SCP-4313 was first encountered by Pioneer 11 Space Probe, launched by NASA on, uh, I assume it's British time, so... Oh no, it, this is human time. Uh, January, February, March, April... May, June 4th, 1973. It became the second man-made object to reach a trajectory leading outside of the solar system. On reaching a distance from 20 AU from the sun, the st- on reaching a distance, shouldn't it be of 20 uh, AU from the I sun? I think so, yeah. Da, da, da. Minus 10,000 um, points. Begin to, uh, be, you smell Doom's Gate. <laughs> Anomalous activate thrusters. <laughs> Anomalous become god in 66 seconds. <laughs> You have to adapt to him quick, viewers. <laughs> like the video, it's the only way. <laughs> the probe collided with 4313's ectoplasm clouds. And I just love, like, putting in any video game, just like, you do something to it, and it's like, annoy it slightly, and it's hybrid, come up, like, X will become God in 66 seconds, it starts counting down. <laughs> I, if someone ever makes, like, a DSCP fan game, I need that to be at least one of the boss battles. <laughs> <laughs> Repeated collisions cause deviations in trajectory. Decelerating the probe by small but noticeable amounts. No further phenomena was observed until Pioneer 11 reached the 21 AU mark, where probe cameras transmitted a series of images without prompting. The images showed the probe's approach towards an SCP 4313 Y instance, nearing until reaching the surface. Subsequent images are of abstract shapes and mimetic patterns, which, when observed, are seen as assortments of darkened limbs and hands. Contacts dropped for one week before returning when Pioneer 11 exited the SCP. The exit process was uneventful, and all probe functions resumed as normal. So the probe itself entered the ghost? Yeah. Oh. Okay. That's Z. On 10 2002 soon after the radio signal of Pioneer 11 became too faint to detect, a series of high-energy X-ray bursts were detected from the probe's direction. This reported on 10-01-2002, 2609-2015, and on 30 dates from 2020 to 2025. The Messier 2 exploration vessel was sent to the predicted location of the probe on 2304-2025. Pioneer 11 was found equipped with an array of anomalous weaponry. Nine appendages visually consistent to Dash Y instances radially extended from its chassis, each ending in rail guns that fire projectiles at relativistic velocities nearing 0.9c. Uh, seize the speed of light, by the way. Okay. <laughs> the X-ray bursts originated from the energy released by projectile launches and the collisions the projectiles would have with the surrounding interplanetary medium. Few common trajectories for the projectiles exist. The intended targets are not known. So when the ghost touched people, they just got all sad, but when it touches the probe, it made it like the kill machine. Um, Correct? Maybe. The Dasha Z designation for the probe is established in May of 2025. Since then, only one transmission from Dasha Z has been recorded. Quiet. Stop whispering above me. I am still hunting. Oh, he's like a space predator. Yeah, so I'm thinking that's like the space ghost that killed the other space ghost that possessed the probe to get other ones. That's cool as shit. Oh, so one megafauna passed through and it was just like, oh, I've like, been killed. the fuck out of it after me. I have the sense of being pursued. And then this other one is like, mm, time like, to hunt. Sorry, you were two steps behind. <laughs> This guy, I can't believe the probe got Gretchen hailed. 
Uh, this new form suits me just fine. Uh, upvoted 12 out of 10. I loved that. Uh, I think I'm starting to become a fan of Nat Voltaic. Have we read any of their stuff before? I think we have. Um, very, very cool. What's next on the docket? Next one we have is SCP-4774. This is called The Ninth Planet, and it's by Malice Afflefort. Hmm. Link it to me. Uh, let's see. What's it called again? Who's it by? The Ninth Planet, and it's by Malice Afflefort. Ooh, this one's got a shitload of upvotes. Surely that means it's good. Let's get into it. Let's find out for ourselves. Uh, I, I had to check because I thought Malice Afforthought was another fake Tanhony name, but it is indeed Malice Afforthought. I know this person. We're friendly. Wait, really? Which we were years ago when I last spoke to them. Oh, I, like, I was like, I don't think we've had them on podcast, have we? <laughs> Have we? I used to be in like a group chat with a lot of different uh, writers. I think they were one of them. So, I I, think... I, I, I am aware that SCP has like eighty thousand group chats. Are you still in any of them? Uh, no, it was IRC. This was during IRC times. Uh, back in the wow, you really are old. It was I say, like, having also been when on I was IRC. on it, it was already old. <laughs> I, I also used IRC. It was already out of date when we were on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do you still hang out with any? Because I know, like, you used to be close with Salmon. I remember you mentioning. Like, do you have any groups like that where it's like you and the old heads reminiscing on the olden days? Not really. Only I remain. <laughs> wow, that's kind of sad. <laughs> you don't check in with any of your old friends ever. Um, you checked in with me before. Yeah, you're not. Ne- you're never like, hey, Salmon. Hope your life's good. Just so you know, I've, I've I appreciate hello you. to people. Yeah. <laughs> Do you hit him with your, like, Tanhony tuniness? No, of course not. That's like a human. Oh. <laughs> Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> uh, um, Alright, we're reading articles, I think. Uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Also, thank you for fucking... This is, like, the perfect article length for an SCP article. If, if this was our whole podcast, my mentality would, would be still so be much so better. Happy. Everyone's like always complaining, all Darnell does is bitch. Well, that's because every article we read is like eight fucking addendums of like MTF guys jerking each other off and talking about their sad about their trauma. Uh, this I have an like, idea about that, by the way. I, I want to ask you, I want to talk to you afterwards about that. <laughs> I've got an idea. Oh, did I do something wrong? No. What? What do you mean? Oh. What, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, I thought you were like going to reprimand me hey. <laughs> for, for insulting the art of SCP. Alright, let's read this. Come on, pup. What do you call that? I called you Pop for some reason. Okay, son. Uh, I <laughs> You're so old that I instinctively fell. You fell like paternal. <laughs> I, many of our viewers say I'm a, a paternal presence on the podcast. You're definitely not it's paternal. Like I don't the know. Roosevelt fireside chat. I think, like the I think what happened is I meant to call you Bud, and I, my brain just defaulted to Pop for some reason. It was a slip. You let slip. Yeah. That you a see Freudian a slip figure. in the worst possible sense. You see me as a as someone, you look up to me as a father. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do, I do, I will say this, and I'll never say it to you again, you cocky son of a bitch, but I actually do look up, I actually do look up to you as a writer. I think you're a good writer. Like, I think, especially it pisses me off when I see people, like, bitch about Among Us article or something, because it's like, you're actually a good writer, and I feel like a lot of your good writing gets overshadowed by your most popular stuff, and naturally when something gets popular, it's always going to have people that hate it for one reason or another. It just pisses me off because I'm like, you're a good fucking writer. No one reads Aetheral Space, but everyone still fucking talks about Bobble, and that makes me angry. You know what I mean? I'm happy that people talk about Bobble because I like to write in Bobble. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but you wrote Bobble when you were like, what, 15? Yeah. <laughs> you're like so far it was beyond so that close level. to being terrible as well. I almost put a spooky nursery rhyme in it. I, I I remember I got like viscerally angry because the other day I saw uh, like people were shit talking five thousand, but then they were like, "Bobble's cool, yo. I want to make this thing kind of based around Bobble." And I was like, "Fuck!" If you don't want me at my Among Us SCP, you don't deserve <laughs> me at my Bobble Clown. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, let's read. Absolutely, let's read. I love reading. National uh, <clears throat> containment procedure. Well, item number SCP seven four seven seven four anomaly class Euclid. Special containment procedures. Why are you nope. singing? Musical, <laughs> you clad. You clad. Here I come. I'm getting down is on it the. Is it safe? Is it safe? How could it be safe? We've got it in containment now. 
have have you seen that have you seen that fucking um video going around of the dude doing like a, a musical about groundhog day no so uh, if you don't know, there's a lore to Groundhog's Day, the holiday, not the movie. Okay, we're gonna play the fun Bible for the movie. So, so, so in the canon, right? For the the groundhog that like tells us if there's winter or spring comes early is the same groundhog since like okay, this started so hundreds of years ago. I was going to ask, is it like a common ability or is it one specific groundhog? No, it's one groundhog named Phil, and they feed him an elixir that keeps him alive every year. That's okay, the so he's a muscle, okay. But he, but but the the trick is he has a wife named Phyllis who doesn't get the elixir. Well, she's, she's this, a, is a, this is this is all canon lore. His loved ones passed to the sons of time. He, yeah, so the song's about that. He's like you can have the fame, Phyllis. You can <laughs> they, have they won't let him die. <laughs> it's hold on, I'll show it to you after remind me to show it to you cuz it's like legitimately good and they're like people so, who like in order to yeah. like exploit his ability to see the future. Um, they yeah. keep him alive and immortal while he must watch everyone else fade away. Base it. That's what the song's about. It's actually really good. Okay, fuck it. Ah, oh, god damn well, it. No, I don't. There's no yeah. point in doing it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll show it to. You. Do not let me forget to show you this. It's important. All right, let's continue. Okay. Special containment procedures. No human being is to come within 50 AU, which is, of course, one astronomical unit, the average distance between the planet Earth and the Sun. We've learned this already. Fuck yeah. Um, of the supposed. Oh, by the way. uh... CSS, I normally don't praise it because I prefer the writing and I don't want to like jerk off articles for that. But I really love like when you pop up the footnote on this article, like it looks very sci-fi. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's not too over the top. It's like a little pop-up window. I love it. It, is, it looks nice. As well yeah. as the possible natural SCP concealment f- field uh, presence. SEP concealment? That's what I said. You said SCP. I said SCP. Uh, I guess SCP too fast sounds it's, like Yeah, SCP. it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> SCP. <laughs> I'm so SCP. <laughs> the Foundation has erected a mobile antimetic sensory filter to block the SCP from view, if it does indeed exist. No persons, Foundation personnel or otherwise, are, are to attempt to bypass these measures or otherwise discern the nature of the SCP under penalty of termination. I assume it's like a black hole or like a antimatter. Was the knife planet? Speaking of, if you think about it, but like I can imagine if the foundations existed like fifty years ago, they probably thought black holes were anomalies, right? Probably. Well, it'll be into like yeah. dash ex at this point, then. Yeah, but someone should write an normal. ex about that. Yeah, Turn sorry it off guys. The list. This shit's normal. You know what would be really interesting? Someone has to have done this. An article that was EX, but then it got un EX because yeah, no, it actually is anomalous. Couple, yeah. It's like, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Get it back. Sorry, Get it back. <laughs> it's not New York. <laughs> Continue. Acquiring evidence sufficient to confirm or deny the SCP's existence will be considered tantamount to genocide and handled accordingly. Jesus Christ! Is it like a? Is it like Chai Guy on a big scale? Let's see. Description: SCP-4774 is the hypothetical Planet Nine, a trans-Neptunian gas giant potentially orbiting the Sun at a distance around 700 AU. If it exists, the SCP would be two to four times the diameter of Earth and approximately ten times the mass. The SCP's anomalous properties become apparent whenever any subject attempts to consider the possibility of the planet's existence. Subjects will universally arrive, even when not previously informed of the natures of space, planets in general, or the universe beyond the Earth, at the following conclusions. Hold on. Doesn't this article go against the purpose of this? If the article makes people think Planet Nine exists, wouldn't it be more effective to just like put out? Well, if you consider whether or not it would exist, you come to these conclusions immediately. Oh, so you have to decide one way or the other. Well, it's like when you think, "Oh, could this exist?" and then you like you felt like you think these things universally. Oh, okay, go for it. So, at the following conclusions: that if the SCP existed, it would account for a number of irregularities in the motions of various astronomical bodies. That if the SCP didn't exist, it would account for the lack of any human interaction with the planet at any point in history that the possibility of life existing on a planet cannot be ruled out, that the possibility of sapient life existing on a planet cannot be ruled out, that the lack of evidence for the planet's existence could be accounted for by a natural sensory extrapolation, or SEP concealment field encompassing the region, that the evidence for the planet's existence could be accounted for by a number of other minor sources, anomalous and anomalous. The current theory among research staff is that the effects of the SCP represent either an anomalous mimetic hypothesis masking the state of the planet, or an ontological anomaly surrounding its potential existence. Research team 44 LaSalle have been assigned to the anomaly to attempt to solve the question one way or another. 
No, they haven't. The research team has been disbanded. See you then for more details. Oh, they, they tried some shit. Let's see what they tried. Addendum Incident 1. On 06-06-2021, a group of five human subjects was selected to undertake the first voyage to the predicted location of the SCP, on board the semi-automatic exploration vessel Mezia 2 This wasn't intentional. I do like if all these articles have the same spaceship. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, because, like, I imagine the <laughs> spaceship cable that kind out. of travel isn't something you could, like, mass-produce and hide. At least not in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> While the initial stage of the voyage passed without incidents, complications arose when 002 began to draw close to destination. Rather, oh, there's s- a plot hole because this the last article said that it, they didn't have the drive until 2024. Well, do they need and the this drive? One, this is yeah, inside the solar travel. system. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, the initial oh. so it was a faster than light drive they had before, so that's they need that to leave, like Ooh, in a timely okay. fashion. <laughs> Rather than simply landing on the planet or passing through the empty space, cameras reported a large area of visual distortion, followed by a bright flash of light. The ship's internal systems malfunctioned, jump-starting the line distortion drive, never mind there is, and propelling the vessel far (laughs) beyond the edge of the solar system. Well, well, well! Well, well, well! You got to your (laughs) 10,000 years, curse of raw! You obtained that spell that allows you to reflect attacks, but then you targeted yourself with your curse and reflected the The opening of the Yu-Gi-Oh! song, it's like, (laughs) do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-
kind of it kind of reminds me of that where it's like you know through science we can discover things we want to make life better for people and it feels like as they explore the stars they're filled more with like wonder and hope than like oh there's a big space cthulhu waiting to eat earth if we think about it too hard you know what i mean <laughs> not that those things are bad i'm not trying to shit on scp in general but it's just like it's it, it's beyond just a breath of fresh air it's like a genuinely pleasant and fun and interesting canon to read and i think it's really what the podcast or at least i needed i'm I'm very much enjoying it uh another solid 12 out of 10 for me i really like it yeah i really i I really like this one as well i've read it previously and i uh, enjoy it (laughs) nice all right how long is the last i also had a look and i proved that the planet doesn't exist see you entities (laughs) get genocided on (laughs) oh how can it be genocide they never existed (laughs) You know there'd be one U.S. general who's like, we have to know if it exists. They're going to attack They could attack the U.S. <laughs> they want uh, I mean, if you think about it, if what they make you think is true, like, they could never be hostile because yeah, if they went anywhere else... That would, would be proof that they exist or don't exist. <laughs> exactly. So they're, like, incapable of hurting people. <laughs> like, they're, like, enforced to be peaceful. There exists even a 0.1% chance of an American citizen being harmed. I have to do what <laughs> must be done. There's oil there, damn it! Slams fist on desk. Nuke it! There's a line. <laughs> a line yeah. that must not be crossed. And these bastards <laughs> crossed. It's when the moment they were born. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, God what's the fourth bless article? the United States of America. I, I love evil American general character. It's like a trope in so many movies, but it's so good. This is SCP-3841. This is Death and Rebirth by Matt Voltaic. OMG, I love Death and Rebirth. Really? I only like Rebirth. I don't like dying. I think death adds meaning to life. Yeah, but then the Rebirth happens. Yeah. That happens to everyone, right? Not just me. Um, yeah, of course. Smile. <laughs> I hate. I love dying. Hate being reborn. <laughs> All right, this one. I think we have time for it. We might go like a crumb over an hour, or whatever. No, they'll kill us. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Item number SCP three eight four one. Wait, wait. Who wrote this? And what's it called? This is called Death and Rebirth by Nat Voltaic. We just done a whole bit based on the name. <laughs> Sorry, you have to understand. I have brain damage from the coolant leak in the ship. <laughs> Of course, object class safe, especially contained. We should probably deal with that at some point. But uh, we gotta keep reading so to fuel the engine. Special containment procedures. Cover stories attributing the debris ring around Luton B to asteroid impacts and other anomalous stellar phenomena have been disseminated. Discovery of the SCP by civilian astronomers is impossible due to the planet's atmospheric haze. However, in the event this does occur, any results of research will be discredited by Foundation-run academic journals, which will publish their own papers presenting different explanations for the discoveries. Amnestization of involved persons may be informed if deemed necessary. Four monitoring satellites and surface observation probes have been deployed by Foundation extrasolar exploration vessels to monitor the planet for signs of further activity. Luton B is classified as off-limits for potential human interstellar colonization in the near future. Hmm. Sounds like it's uh, maybe something similar to the last article, where it's like, planet, don't go there. Description. The SCP designates the remnants of a halted K-class event, K-3841, that occurred on the exoplanet Luton B. Uh, orbiting in the habitable zone of red dwarf Luton star, 12.20 years away, with a mass of 2.63 Earth masses. The planet is predicted to have been highly Earth-like prior to K-3841. At an unknown time in the recent past... The exact details of the event are unclear, though it is known to have resulted in the extinction of all life on Luton B, including its native sapient civilization, hereafter Lutanians. No! <laughs> Come out of shit in the solar system. <laughs> the primary cause of K3841 is presumed to have been SCP-3841-Horseshoe. No, it's Omega. Omega. What Omega. the fuck? <laughs> it's a horseshoe. You don't know what an Omega sign is? Uh, I don't, because I only know Alpha. This guy doesn't know math. He doesn't know science. What does he doesn't he know? know the Greek alphabet. I've, I, like, yeah, what could, do you know? If someone told you, like, that I have just come into existence immediately prior to each recording, you'd probably believe them. You, you know what's fucked up about you thought. is that is that on a surface level, and I'm not saying you're dumb because you're far from dumb, but like you come off as like a very smart, like, oh, this guy did well in school. I don't think you did. I did well I'm... in certain aspects. <laughs> in English, probably. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is the humanities you, you so went human. through college I know you graduated college so like how how did you get by all the th- do you not have to do those classes in England do they not make um, you do well, the I, science I, I the needed them at the time I presume 
<laughs> they were in a state of theoretical existence. <laughs> they faded with time. The sign. Okay, so Omega, an organism whose skeletal remains span two continents on Luton B. The cadaver is 3,300 kilometers long and is hexapedal in nature. Similar in structure to the bodies of Lutanians, the frontmost two legs possessing feet they could ask as graspers. When alive, it likely had a skull with the same structure of Lutanian skulls, having two lower jaws and an upper jaw, but the entire head region has been destroyed. Fragments of it have been found in craters across the planet, in orbits around Luton B, and in orbits around Luton Star at the escape velocity of the planet. Surrounding the lower portion of the skeleton is a crater of a 300 kilometer radius. Do you think the skeleton's related to that other article we wrote, read about the big creature? Probably not, to be honest, because that was just incorporeal. Gotcha. It's a crater with a 300 kilometer radius, likely the site where Omega began its formation. The hind legs and tail structure of the skeleton are incomplete, suggesting that the organism had not fully formed when it expired. What anomalous means the organism used to stay alive in spite of its size are unclear. What substance forms the skeleton is unknown. No tools, such as drills and laser carvers, have penetrated the surface, and no amount of applied heat or force have caused damage. Decaying organic matter is attached to the sides of the skeleton, holding some skeletons together, which progressively converts into a reddish-brown slurry of organic chemicals that falls from Omega. This currently covers much of the region surrounding Omega, filling former lakes and oceans. The last of the matter attached to the skeleton is expected to finish decaying in 50 years. Other structures of anomalous origin have been discovered in the vicinity of Omega. Exploration teams investigating Lutanian cities found several structures of concentric circles formed from thousands of Lutanian cadavers, all of which have been attached by fusion of the limbs. Skyscrapers, this place got Junji Ito's. <laughs> Skyscrapers, primarily those ringing the craters, have calcified organic growths formed from fused Lutanian bodies that extend in directions away from the crater's epicenter. These reach lengths of up to 0.6 kilometers and heights up to 1 kilometers, many of having collapsed in recent years. Symbols of potentially formic nature are also carved into mountain ranges, islands, and remaining skyscrapers. You mean they turned everyone into a philosopher's stone? Oh. This is full metal endless. <laughs> Can I popcorn to you for this, this second half? The Luton B is barren part? Yes, please. Luton B is barren as... Uh, Luton B is barren as a result of K3841. I thought it was Duke. Nope. What? <laughs> no, <laughs> no living. Fo- no, like Baron and Duke, both titles. Oh, I see. Like, Different kind of Baron. I see you called. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> no living fauna, flora, so and microscopic. Li- no. <laughs> uh, hang on. <clears throat> Luton B is barren as a result of K three eight four one. No living fauna, flora, and microscopic life have been found, and all regions previously containing liquid water are entirely dry. CO2 and methane are the most abundant atmospheric gases, forming a dense haze that encompasses the planet and blocks light from Luton's star. Atmospheric conditions and radiation levels are consistent with those of global nuclear fallout. Uh, footnote, if you can read that. Supported by the presence of highly radiant craters in cities and previous inhabited locales. Mainly those near Omega, undetonated dud nuclear weaponry, emptied missile silos at discovered military sites. A gradually dissipating debris ring of rocky matter orbits Luton B. Its origins are uncertain. Little knowledge exists on Lutanian civilization. Present observations indicate that they had reached the same level of technological advancement as modern humanity, though what culture they had has not been determined. Book-like objects and the remnants of computer systems have been uncovered, but have all contained cognito-hazardous depictions of Omega that induce vegetative states in organisms that view them. The amount of cognito-hazardous present in information sources decreases the further away the source from Omega's crater. All Lutenian cadavers discovered to date lack a brain-equivalent organ, despite the presence of empty spaces in their skulls where a brain could reside. Most cadavers were found with their heads pointing in the direction of the, the Omega's crater. While the exact events of K3841 are not understood, hypotheses have been proposed to explain the death of Omega. Initially, it was believed that mass nuclear bombardment of the head caused its destruction, which, while potentially an explanation for the nuclear fallout, was ruled out after tests with nuclear equipment failed to damage recovered skeleton fragments. No other known weaponry possessed by the Lutenians could have caused the damage. The leading hypothesis is that, during the formation of Omega, it gained such a mass that it generated a gravitational field sufficient enough to alter the orbit of a small moon of Luton B. Continued alterations from the field and further size growth led to the moon's orbit intersecting with Omega, resulting in it directly impacting the head. The accidental death then halted K3841. (laughs) This is consistent with the existence of the debris field and the widespread 
the widespread of skull fragments. Luton B is not expected to be habitable for the next thousand years, if ever. So it was just like a creature that grew so big it fucked everything. Yeah, it was like, I think it was some sort of ritual. It's like, we'll all become one or some shit. And the medical Clifford? Too, but then it was too big. Take, hit and the moon hit it. Take notes, Clifford. Because we uh, know what you're <clears> planning, Clifford. There's only ruin waiting for you there. <laughs> Addendum. <laughs> we still love you as you are now. <laughs> Omega decay slurry alteration. You don't need to become the ultimate life form, Clifford. <laughs> or shall I call you by your original name Fenrir <laughs> fuck off he is stained with Thor's blood Jesus Christ from 2030 to 2033 probes that had been continually analyzing the chemicals in the Omega Decayed Matter slur- the Omega Decayed Matter slurry detected increasing quantities of chemicals similar in nature to amino acids oh new primordial soup oh. um yeah, if you didn't know, that means like proteins are forming. Life's about Ooh. to pop up. Let me take a sip. This is a, this is a life finds mm-hmm. way. Essay. <laughs> RNA and DNA equivalent structures emerged soon after. In 2034, the first cell, single-celled organisms were observed, and as of 2035, colonies of multicellular organisms have formed in the slurry in the land bordering it. The colonies primarily convert CO2 to O2. Additional probes and monitoring devices are scheduled for deployment on Luton B. Previously predicted time spans for habitability are under reconsideration. This was an interesting one. I quite like this. Uh, upvote 12 out of 10. In general, I fuck with this cannon so hard. Sorry to ruin the exact 300 rating, but I had the upvote because it was good. Um, Yeah. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, We have comments to read, right? Uh, absolutely, we do. In theory. Uh, 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 uh. Quaker Button, though, says, If you'd like another Storm Breath article with a fun MTF exploration log, I recommend SCP-1444, Hunger. It's fairly long. Um, I am already dismissing this. But it doesn't drag or feel slow, and it has a really clever twist on the MTF explores weird places and dies formula. JT says, No, that's just a theory. A dark forest theory. Thanks for <laughs> watching. <laughs> Y93 says, How come Aetheral Space isn't on Spotify? Please explain. Um, Tan Oni. I don't have lazy. time. I'm sorry. Well, I can't judge Tan for lazy because I wouldn't want to do it. We've recorded like 13 arcs, so we'd have to convert each MP3. Hundreds, hundreds of yeah, episodes. It would be, it would be I'm just a not lot doing it, to be honest. I'm just Plus, not. a lot of the early episodes are bad audio quality. But you're not wrong in that we should have been doing it as we were doing Aetheral Space. But it's That's on us. Yeah. Um, Maybe one day I'll someone wanted to be an, do it for me. Uh, yeah, our unpaid intern. It converts Anomalous. them. It, it wouldn't even be hard. It would just it. it's just busy. It would work. just take a lot of time. Yeah, like hours of work. Floppy the Thirth. That's a fun name. Says, oh, sorry, no. MT2K21 says swaps hands and feet. The guys with a four fetish, but really Why did you do hands. that to me? Why did also, you swap my hands and feet? <laughs> also, Tan, don't give people cancer. It was you, right? What? Oh, you gave people cancer. <laughs> What can I say? Floppy Last the- time we didn't do an episode, something else happened to the royal family. What can I say? God damn. Floppy the Third says, Yay, I'm finally caught up. If you guys want another fun canon to read, I would recommend Resurrection, Old Foes. It is a singular storyline in which the Foundation has to use SCPs to stop other SCPs. It does a great job at explaining what the relevant SCPs are, so you don't have to c- click crosslinks to check which anomaly they're talking about. Password? Samsung Television. What? Oh, what? Huh? Huh? You're true, you got it. <laughs> huh? They saw the future because this week's password is Samsung yeah. Television. <laughs> they could, the they could commented it. that. Oh my god. Daryl Griner says, came from Spotify just to tell Darnell that he is not alone. I also have monkey toes, and that's exactly what my family calls him too. My guy! My guy! Daryl Griner, 702! I I have Finally! Toes, I can grab you have no idea. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've just overcome persecution. There are tears in my eyes. Remember when Subaru... T- okay, hold on. Uh, re-zero spoilers. Remember when Subaru finally gets to explain he returns yeah. by death? <laughs> That's what I feel right now. I have monkey toes! I have monkey toes! You get to explain it to a monkey? <laughs> yeah. Kane <laughs> Soldier. That's a, that name goes hard as fuck. Mom, can we have American Revolutionary War? No, honey. We have American Revolutionary War at home. American Revolutionary War at home. 13 out of 10 doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. For a real, love the podcast as always. Ad Astra Per Aspera seems really interesting, and I can't wait for more. 
Well, um, uh, <laughs> welcome. Uh, Ree Paulu says, let's go at Astra Parasper's my favorite canon. Is it just me or is, do we have like a new wave of commenters? Like there's no familiar names here. The second generation. Uh, MT is so, like, here. It's like a VTuber agency. Yeah, for real. Uh, Gayhald Mill says, dark forest theory? We're making cake? What? Um, I don't know. Have you ever had forest cake? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, that was my grandpa's favorite. I'll have to show you that sometime. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for watching. And, well, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.